Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today we have some very special guests. But first I want to introduce the mean metal machine, the guru of goth, my bookhouse boy, Mitch. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for that wonderful uh, introduction. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad to have you. It's very accurate, by the way, that description. So I just had to <laughs> Those are some good ones. Out. I like the monikers, man. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal those and put them on the website. You should. You should. I'd be honored. Uh, and uh, how are you doing today? Uh, not bad, man. I've, I've got a little bit of rasp going on in my throat, so I'm, I'm going to fight through it. So sorry if that uh, you know interferes, but I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you guys. Uh, today, I have uh, two special guests other than Mitch. Um, they're actually hosts of another cast in the Ruminations Radio Network. Brevity Box is the name of their podcast. It's an awesome show. If, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go check it out. Um, Triple C and Brando are in the house tonight. Triple C, Brando, how you doing? Hey, Brando. How you doing, Brando? Doing pretty good. <laughs> special. Yourself? If you haven't heard our show, you should go listen. You give good advice. I do. I do. That's the only kind of advice I give is the good advice. <laughs> Seems like it, man. That's good advice. No, it's really it's uh it's cool to be on the show, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we've uh we've talked a lot in the Discord chat and things like that, and we've gotten to know each other that way. Um, we're all kind of friends through Mitch, but this is your first time on my show. Um, I've been on your show, and that was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and Brandon, how you doing? I am doing all right. I'm happy to be here. And this was a uh, pretty great movie to uh, break my ruminations of Red Rum Cherry. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. All right, so just right off the bat, I got to break you guys in a little bit. Um, We'll start with Triple C. What's your furthest memory going back for your introduction to horror? Wow. Furthest memory. Furthest memory. I want to say it was the original Friday the 13th, but I was a little kid and it's just scared the crap out of me. And my sister, my older sister made that a routine. So I think anytime uh, any of the classic horror movies that came out when I was a little kid and easily uh, shaken and frightened, she took me to see it in some way. So I saw Friday the 13th, I think was the first super scary movie that freaked me out. Have you kept up with them throughout the years, like the many, many sequels they've made? Or <laughs> I lost, I lost, I, I mean, I think they lost me in the 90s. That's <laughs> yeah. basically what I would say. Did you and even then make it to Jason in space? Catch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. see, you never got to Jason in space? I never got to Jason in space. <laughs> I bought them all on iTunes this past October. They had a, a smoking deal and I got them all and God. Some of them are so bad. <laughs> yeah, they they always go on sale like every Friday the Thirteenth, mm. and like on Xbox, place like all like you know those uh, you know those places. They always have them super cheap. So, um, but okay. And then, uh, what's one of your favorite horror properties? Oh man, you know it's hard for me not to go Nightmare on Elm Street just because I have this. I don't know if that was uh, at a time that series and those sequels. I knew they were campy and I just loved the character of Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, if we're talking horror franchise, I'm going to go for the low hanging fruit and say Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think I think it started I think it may have to do with special effects because 
one of the one of my wow moments in a in a movie was seeing Johnny Depp get pulled into the bed. Yeah. That scene just I mean, I think that that's when I became attached. And I, and I, I mean, maybe that's I mean, I know the rest of the movies don't have anything to do with that, but I was so ready to see those scenes. Uh, and, and I think there was one in Friday the 13th where these two young kids are about to get it on and she's just looking, she's topless. And then like a machete just slowly comes out from behind and inside her chest that those like kinds of scenes stuck with me, but Johnny Depp getting sucked in the bed, Freddy Krueger, the glove. It it's uh, that's the one. That's a good one, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with like the greats and the legends. I mean, they're like that for a reason. We stand on like the shoulders of Titans, you know what I mean? And those, those movies are still, they still hold up to this day for a reason. Uh, That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I mean, and, we're uh, talking franchise, right? There were other movies sure. that caught my attention for sure, but that that if I had to pick one with many, it would be that Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Brando, furthest memory going back for your introduction to horror. My aunt Sherry used to take my sister and I to see horror movies or rent them for us when we were inappropriately young. Uh, so she's the reason why uh, Poltergeist traumatized me as a child. Generational good parenting. Poltergeist Good old Aunt Sherry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As for my favorite franchise, I, I don't really know if I have one, but uh, I did enjoy the hell out of those first two Insidious movies. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I like those. You know, huge fan of Rose Byrne. She's, yeah. It... She, she's a talented actress. Cute accent. And until, at least until they revealed that Darth Maul was the bad guy in Insidious 1, it, <laughs> it did a pretty good job creeping you the hell out and keeping you on edge. And an interesting cross-franchise movie. Yeah, that's really interesting. I must have missed that. That must have been Ryan Johnson's doing? <laughs> Most likely, yes. Okay, okay, because I wasn't sure. Yeah, that was the first uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> Multiverse of Madness crossover, actually. It was That's a prequel hilarious. to what's happening. So, okay, awesome. Um, so today we're talking about um, Ready or Not. Let's get into the logistics, people. Uh, this movie, the budget was only $6 million and made domestically $28 million. Awesome. That's insane. It's a good return, $6 mil. I, I would have thought renting the, the... Go ahead, Mitch. Go ahead. I apologize. No, no, um, go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder how much it cost him to fill the exterior shots at Billy Madison's house. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, one of my cool little trivia things. Yes, son of a bitch. But yeah, it was actually the same uh, the same mansion they used in Billy Madison. Oh, and, the, and, and Professor yeah. X's yeah. school for gifted children for the interior shots. I did not know that. Interesting. Wow. I was okay. convinced it was the house from Eyes Wide Shut and they just all <laughs> like games. I just really felt like this was in the same ballpark. Again, this is a prequel to that as well. Um, actually, I guess it would be a sequel, but I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it had a pretty good return. Um, it's directed by Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillette. So it was uh, co-directors. Um, something I found out through kind of uh, looking around on this is that they actually directed a segment in a horror movie called VHS, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. Um, it's they an did, anthology uh, movie, right? It is an anthology yeah. movie. Yeah, it came out in 2012, and I 
discovered it later, like probably like three, four years ago. But uh, it's a great film, and they uh, they do they co-direct one of the uh, the films in that, and it's really cool. And it's kind of like the same. It's a well, actually, I don't want to spoil it, but um, it has to do with the uh, satanic worship a little bit. I'll just say that. Hot. Um, and then they also, uh, they also co-directed, um, another, um, kind of film in another anthology movie called Southbound. And, uh, that movie is really great as well for all the horror fans listening. You should check that out. If you haven't, it's another, like, if you like anthology films, VHS is up there, like top tier. It's really good shit. And Southbound is great as well. They co-directed one in there and that came out in 2015. And now they, I believe, are co-directing Scream 2022. That's what I heard. That sounds really cool. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. just what impressed. an audition tape yeah, this right? movie is for that. That's going to be great. So, well, so what do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm thrilled because a lot of the cast, from what I understand, were reluctant to come back until these guys sent them like personal notes and letters about how they were going to do Wes Craven proud, like, and how important that was to them to maintain like what Wes started. And then people started coming out of the woodwork and like, okay, we'll do it after talking to these guys personally. So that, I mean, to me, that speaks volumes. And maybe after seeing this movie and yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like kind of like you said, this had to have been like an audition tape for it. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe even unintentionally, but still, the now it's sort of with the kind of kinetic feel of some of those scenes in Ready or Not, it feels like that would, that yeah, like, it'd be one of those people that if you sent that movie to me and said, do you think this guy could make Scream? I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, the way the comedy and the horror and everything kind of interweave. You oh, know, man, yeah, it's... I'm ready to talk about that. I was so <laughs> delighted. I was so delighted by so much of it. Like, it, yeah. it really... uh it was one of the first movies that I think my wife and I have both sat down together to watch and we didn't know what to expect. And it got to a point where I think it might have made it given us a bent to watch more horror together. <laughs> right. Watch so horror together. Keep so, your marriage happy. <laughs> let's jump into that then. So Triple C, what do you think of the movie? Man, I was blown away and I had a lot of thoughts. Uh, I'm a huge movie fan i i admittedly don't spend uh a ton of time watching horror movies and and it, it's it might be saying too much but this movie uh made me feel like i needed i've been missing out and and i don't know if that means that this is a a lark of a movie that was like rare but it was really fun and am i wrong i mean is 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 it an assumption of mine to think that that's hugo weaving's daughter Niece. Uh, niece niece man that's little ted dude yeah yeah um, i was gonna get to that yeah she's actually a uh, thea in or no or yeah yeah, yeah okay she, so i was about thea to ask that question ted. too <laughs> yeah. yeah look i i enjoyed her whole I, I don't know how to explain how she convinced me of this progression of this person i have a lot of thoughts and i don't want to take up I, I want you to come back to me but I felt like uh, 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 Alex was. I kept Piece thinking of, of Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, terrible character. But okay. the actor, the actor made me think of Hugh, the way he acted with his eyes. I, I kept see seeing, I kept seeing Hugh little shades of of Hugh Jackman. The way that he would. Uh, I felt the acting was really top notch. Good. The house amazing. 
cinematography amazing timing for humor fun gory <laughs> uncomfortable made you flinch uh i found myself trying to tell her what to do i also found myself sounding like an old man where i was like i wouldn't do that you know what i would do is i would rise the dumb waiter up and get underneath it and then lower the exact you know, like, same fucking thing yeah, right, exactly right <laughs> um but i um i think the cast was great i think my wife didn't know uh, he, she, she goes, who is that? And I said, uh, multiplicity. That was my reference because I knew she would get it mine right was, away. Mine was Groundhog Day. You talk about the mom? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Groundhog, yeah. Day, uh, yeah, Groundhog my, Day would have worked. Mine was Groundhog Day, yeah. But no, it was, um, man, I, I haven't had that much fun. And and I think it was mm. it was interesting for me because as as I've gotten mm. – through a couple you know being a movie fan you start picking up on the symbolism the story the the whole thing about it was a lot of fun for me but i came out of that movie still thinking about it well after uh in terms of all of the symbolism that at least maybe i'm totally blowing smoke up my own ass and thinking that there's symbolism where there isn't any you're flexible enough to do it man do it and let me ask you what was your favorite piece of symbolism I'm I'm a romantic about converse in movies. Oh, oh yeah, the Chuck's Yeah, me too. Yeah, me great too. Touch. God, you know, he's going to get to it before I could. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I thought that that to me was uh, great. And then, I mean, there's a lot, but the the end scene of her in, uh, you know, obviously spoiler alert, but look, the transformation of the person and 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 I think is really embodied in the dress. From mm-hmm. the beginning, or it's white and perfect, and mm-hmm. all the way through, with her having to tear pieces of herself off, and then at the end, there's this blood-soaked gown, and the converse, and she took the cigarette case, and you know, I mean, to me, it's great symbolism there at the end about a lot, about a lot, and uh, I was super satisfied with it. That and, must have I been mean, the most enjoyable cigarette of her life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean the humor too surprised me because I think that's humor is really difficult to do. And I can't obviously I don't have any context, but I can't imagine having to find a way to deliver that in the middle of I mean, how do you make <laughs> how do you make a head with a spike through the mouth of it funny? I don't know, but I laughed when I saw it. <laughs> You have Adam Brody do it. That guy is great at that kind of humor. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I, yeah. I I really enjoyed it, man. It, I could talk for a long time about every detail, and we can come back to it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, all the way down, especially the. I, I don't know why I don't see the father role, which I can look his uh, his name up really quick. Henry Cerny. Yeah, he's actually the main bad guy in the first Mission Impossible. That's how that's I know exactly him. Exactly, I was going to reference. That's how I know him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's how I know him too. It, it, I, I I see that guy's face, and all I hear is Kittrick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I thought it was so crazy and fun and sort of Jumanji ish, you know? <laughs> there was this there was this craziness to it, and I I just I was with her. I was there with her throughout the whole crazy part i was throughout the whole thing it was fun man 
I second all that. Yeah. I mean, I think what stood out to me the most, which a lot of horror movies don't do well, in my opinion, is the relationship between like the main characters and the sub characters, like the background, like when Mm -hmm. you have like, like the main characters, they'll always cast either strong to relatively strong. And then the background characters or the secondary characters, like the rest of the family can be so just like thrown away or just um, kind of there to be a backdrop to the main characters. And I think they all stood out so well. And I think the whole family itself was just in a lot of ways, the main character. And yeah. I think that was the, you know, the way the writing and believable. was believable and believable. Yes, exactly. It, it, it was so believable, like the interactions and the relationships they had with each other and just the banter, the family banter back and forth where like, to me, it actually <laughs> felt like a brother and sister arguing or it felt like, you know, yeah, no, it did. Brown haired niece. Like when you're at Thanksgiving you and you're exist. Coke fiend, you know, there's a Coke fiend in everybody's Thanksgiving, right? And there you had a Oh, I love the control. Coke fiend sister. She was so funny. <laughs> hey, Brando. Fitch. So- Fitch was. Uh, 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 oh, no, we'll get into her. We'll get into her. And for, and for, and for anyone that oh, didn't. And him, I mean him. Yeah, for anyone that didn't realize it, uh, Emily the Cokehead, that's uh, Mrs. McMurray from Letterkenny. Took me a long time to figure out where I knew her from. Still haven't oh, seen that show. Great Still show. haven't seen that show. Yeah. Hey, Brando. So what are your thoughts on the movie? I went into this movie. I've seen eh, Samara Weaving in a few other things. She was in like three episodes of Ash vs. the Evil Dead that she killed it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I went into this expecting some mediocre take on Richard Connell's most dangerous game short story. Which is, you know, kind of kind of what it is. But I didn't expect it to be so well done in terms of the uh, the cast and how they interacted with each other, the really great cinematography, the gore done with almost all practical effects. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think one of you said it earlier, this was a delightful movie. It was exactly what I wanted. It really was. Yeah, the practical effects are cool. The kills, there was a couple cool kills that we'll talk about in like a moment. And a couple, a couple things I did notice here, you know, again, going with mm-hmm. the, the symbolism and whatnot. Did any of you catch what the uh, maid was reading to those kids when they were trying to sleep? I did not. Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the significance of that? Because I've never read it. It's a book about Lucifer's fall from heaven. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> the same thing, you know. Um, He's the hero. Mr. It's, you know, the story of his fall from heaven, the war in oh, heaven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, No, I've heard of it, actually. Yeah. And what, what was the name of the uh, the ghost, Mr. B- B- Bayel? Mm, it's escaping me. Someone help me out here. Yeah, hold on, check it out. Make sure I have to edit this out. I'll fix it. No. <laughs> uh, uh, def- uh, Lady Namas is their, their the family name, right? Okay, so yeah, LaBelle. That's, how you, that, that's LaBelle. how you pronounce it. But LaBelle is also an anagram for Belial. Oh, mm. nice. Mm. Nice. Did you did you figure that or did you find that? That's how I figured that out. That is sexy. <laughs> yeah, that is way sexy. You figured it out with a little tool called G-O-O-G-L-E. G-O-O. Interesting. Okay. Go, but moving on. No, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, but but I, I, but it's at the same time, you know. I I also overthink things like this. Like, uh, how many possible cards are there to draw? What are your chances of getting hide and seek? The one, the one. You just want to actually know what the total I'm number just of curious. games. Yeah, well, we know that they at least play old maid. 
Well, but the cards are blank. Even his old maid. The guy. The cards are blank, right? The cards are blank. They go in blank and then they come back with something on it. So true. I I think could have infinite. Well, you don't know. You you think that you think there'd be a a limited number. For example, there's let's use a basic deck of cards. You have a one in fifty two chance of drawing, whatever. (laughs) So this is why I think Alex is a piece of shit. If he loves Grace that much. What sort of odds is he putting her into? Is it like a hundred to one where you're going to get that hide and seek card and you can probably avoid it and go on with your life? Are we talking like one in 10? Well, I think that's kind of like the nail that his mom was trying to hit at the end was that like he still believed it a little bit that like his family might all die if if he didn't if he didn't do this. So it was kind of like a. Kind of balancing the risks situation, but yeah, it I mean, sort he, of he, proposes but... the question: how many, how many goats, how many goats did he have to kill to really get him to a point where he was like, maybe this is real? Three. You think it was like? like <laughs> I did like that quote in the movie though when he says, I, "I we you know we're gonna get back in this conversation." And I cut Brando off, and you have to go to Mitch still, so I'm gonna stop and shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mitch. Yeah, go to Brando. No, let's finish. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And plus, it's just like the concept of hide and seek works really well for the one bad card because if Grace did her job properly, she'd never know her life was in danger until she finally came out of hiding and saw a bunch of bloody puddles around the house. Also, it's a good thing that Grace. It's kind of a good thing that I mean, it's great she survived, but if she did pull a card that wasn't hide and seek got adopted into the family, then she would be at risk with the next person that gets married in. So mm-hmm. she would have put her life at risk either way, which is oh, uh, kind of look at it. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. We can go on to Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to, to your question on odds, I got to just really quickly say like it, it, we know, I mean, it's happened at least once like a generation back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and how many marriages within the family and how far out does the extended family go? So I imagine that's not really great odds. I mean, it's, it's gotta be one in 10, 20. I was going to say the mom said at one point that like in the last 20 years, she only had to do this like once or twice. Yeah. So that's still not great, man. That's not, it's yeah. not putting her in a good situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're making deals with otherworldly demons of godlike power in a fictional Aiden. universe, it's important Speaking. to figure out what the statistical boundaries are well, in your sure. agreement, right? Yeah. Like, are we using two decks of cards? Are there three decks? You know, Who's who actually drew up the contract? <laughs> you know, did they have someone oversee it? You know. I did love that when the dad said you couldn't negotiate a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like right off the bat like for me like i love the kind of retro strings and music and of course i always am gonna like to get kind of like drawn to that but it had like a almost classic horror film uh soundtrack like instead of even though it's a more modern movie having something i don't know that was that would have placed it would have put it in would have dated it more so i kind of like that a lot i went into this when i saw it last year not a not expecting the comedy elements, I think, which kind of seems to be the case around the table here. Like, I think we all kind of went into it, not really knowing exactly. I hadn't seen the previews. I think um, it, it was available on HBO Max or something. I was like, oh, cool. Let's watch a horror movie. 
And I watched it by myself and I laughed out loud so many times. I don't know if there's something wrong with me <laughs> because I mean, laughing by yourself is not all that common anyway, but oh my God, we'll, we'll talk about kills later, I'm sure. But there are several of those, the maids or the nannies kills, like the first one just kind of pops out of nowhere and that already sets the stage that then the next time like it's an arrow through the face. Like I just, it was really enjoyable. Hey man, there's something so wrong with you for laughing at that. There's something wrong with me too. So Okay, you're good. Not, you're so not going to hell alone. <laughs> I, I want to make a couple of comments about this. First off, so the audience <laughs> knows, when Mitch says it was that time of year, so he thought he'd watch a horror movie, he means Christmas. <laughs> okay, I don't want yeah, anybody to get mean. confused about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, on the comedy, I'll say, I, I mean, 100% agree with you. It's, I know, but the thing is, I know that other movies have, like, it's not that I haven't laughed in other scary movies, but. This one was literally written as a comedy well, somehow interwoven into these moments that are, you know, visually not particularly comedic at the first instance that they're starting to happen. And then you're laughing. I mean, that's impressive. Well, what's you. done really well about it is the is the balance between the horror and the and the comedy. The the comedy is a lot in the writing and the reactions and like you guys touched on earlier, the family interactions and their dynamic is just just ripe for for comedy. But it's still got some tension. It's still got the horror. It's got some disgust. It's got the moment when she's climbing out of the the goat pit with the hole in her hand and uses oh, that to grab like, oh, that yeah. Holy crap! There's some cringe. horror here. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I literally cheered when she knocked out the kid though. Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Georgie. I always think this movie was actually written as a comedy, and then just the, the horror elements were layered over almost. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and can I just yeah. say, like, hooray for, yay Satan getting back into movies again. Like, Satan's been <laughs> out of movies for years. It's good to see him cast again, getting it's work really again. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. get enough credit, in my opinion. So. You know, like, he was doing a lot of work in the 80s, a lot of great roles, a lot of great parts. And now to see him kind of brought back in was kind of a nice treat, too. I mean, look, he's given us the best music. <laughs> Are we talking about he's Robert Downey Jr.? Are we talking about Satan? Yet, so. <laughs> both, both. But I mean, apparently they didn't make a good enough deal to get the grosses up on this one. I mean, still they they would they like uh, you know did eight times their budget or whatever. It's still pretty solid, but yeah, it deserves more. And I'm really I'm really glad that we got a chance to watch it. Um, so yeah, I had a blast. I can easily recommend this movie. In fact, I'm pretty sure that I was trying to get you to watch it when the first time I saw it. I'm glad you came around. I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah. So oh, I'm totally uh, buying see. this movie if iTunes puts it on sale for like five bucks. Oh, it was. I'm recommending it to as many people that would be interested in watching it. I, I had Brooke and I had like a, a really a lot of fun watching it, cringing when yeah. she's like putting her when she I knew it when I mean, everybody knew it. The whole audience knew it. You know that that nail sticking up is going to go through that bullet well, hole in her hand. Foreshadowed. Yeah. I yeah. Was, as soon as they showed up, I was like, oh, my, oh shit when it happened i was i just i couldn't get further away from the tv now you guys mentioned who charlie you were the freddie fan right yes i really like the, throughout the movie the butler i kept calling him freddie because he scars his face, yeah. and his face. <laughs> he's very like freddie krueger on that you know yeah. and then just the idea of this classic this it's almost a horror trope though the whole family thing like it's 
it's like a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there's this just demented old family, and I love the the aunt, the great aunt, dude. She was a badass. Oh, Natalie was just so cheering great. for her the whole time we're watching this. She's like on her side. <laughs> I just have to point out the delicious writing choice of the fact that the family old battle axe got the weapon, an old battle axe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Her name's, I might say her last name wrong, but her name's Nikki Gudani, I want to say. She plays Aunt Helen. I, she looked familiar to me the whole movie. Um, I know maybe not everybody's going to get this reference, but she was in a, a, like a horror movie in 1997 called Cube, and she was like the main chick in it, and she's super young. And oh, I, love that she, one. I really like Cube. It's it's kind of like a niche 90s horror movie, but it's really good. And I watched it a lot. I I was a kid. And uh, yeah, she's the main chick in that. So when I actually oh, looked Guadani, it up. Guadani, Nikki Guadani. Yeah. Guadani yeah. or Guadani? Yeah. And uh, w- when I saw that she was the younger chick in that, I was like, holy shit, it is her. And like, <laughs> I got really excited about it. But um, yeah, anything else, Mitch? No, man, I think that's uh, that's really that's my initial impressions. and I can't wait to kind of dig into some more. So on that note, this might be a really great time to take a quick break, station identification, and uh, we'll catch them on uh, the flip. Do you want more and amazing and awesome content just like this? Great shows with fun hosts. Do you want to indulge in some great discussion and rumination on a variety of topics? Join us at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. The newest home to a diverse cast of podcasters and masterminds. All right, guys. Thanks. So uh, let's just jump into the next thing here. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back. Now that, I'm look, now that I'm looking at you again, I'm just your face. So With a face that says, I've got to pee <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right, guys. This movie had a lot of kills in it. Yeah. Um, A lot of deaths. A lot of violence. What's your guys' favorite kill? I'll start, actually. Um, My favorite kill is probably when Grace beats the mom to death with the cursed box towards the end of the movie. Good one. Because it was just like, it was off screen, but it just, I just felt the passion, like everything that led up to that point in the movie, and she was just done. And the shot of her mangled, beat up face in between, like her going to town on the face, and also talking to her, um, talking to um, the fuck is his name? Alex. Alex. I'm sorry. Yeah, talking to Alex. Like the just the visual, like the makeup and everything, just looked awesome. And uh, I also like when Alex picks up the box. I think it's Alex that picks the box up, but. Um, when one of them picks the box back up and like just her hair is still stuck to the box <laughs> and like it was just like super super gross super cool um Boring. i just really More yeah really felt expected. that yeah yeah really felt that kill and so uh yeah that's probably mine what about you mitch uh i mean i gotta go with my gut like immediate instinct i I think my favorite kill was the the crossbow because they're kind of like fighting over it a little bit or like t- t- oh why do we have to get cross and then just it goes off and her reaction why is it always got to be me she's <laughs> yeah. like all about her this crazy coke fiend percent <laughs> I I love the crossbow gag that's mine there's too a, yep there's a rom com uh, get to know you and your crossbow engagement yeah the, that whole thing was so funny get to know your crossbow was great 
Uh, how am I, am I supposed to know how to use this thing? <laughs> like I, the whole thing was, yeah, I'm with you, Mitch. The crossbow yeah. was funny. The uh, when he looks up the YouTube video of the crossbow <laughs> tutorial, the two guys that are in that video are actually the writers on the movie too. Which is oh just really? Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that scene was hilarious. He's just <laughs> sitting on the toilet, and just like, how the? Why do I get the oldest fucking weapon here? Like, it's so funny. Packs um, with the devil, real or bullshit? Oh, yeah, that dude. was great. That's that's one of my favorite. Like, just little. It's so quick, but it's so good. It's yeah, so it's good. So good. And yeah, my girlfriend Dom, she laughed like there's very few things that get her to like a really high pitched laugh, and that was one of the scenes that got her to like a really high pitched laugh. It was, it was my awesome. wife did the same thing. Like, I mean, I thought it was funny, but she died when she yeah. saw that. That cracked her up. Yeah, mm-hmm. more devil. Um, what's just your overall like favorite scene in the movie, Mitch? For for any reason in particular. Well, Brando, did we hear Brando's favorite kill? Oh, it's the crossbow yeah. scene, hands down. You guys all oh, agree on the crossbow? crossbow. We're yeah. all with the crossbow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene. Again, knee-jerk reaction. Uh, I like her hiding out in the barn. And then her just immediate assumption that the little kid was going to be <laughs> on her side or in some way innocent and all this. Like that, that turnaround, that shock, like you can kind of see it coming because you know this family, you know what's going on. And then the, just blows a hole in her hand and she just like takes just like no bullshit, clock the kid in the face. Although myself, I would have picked the kid up and thrown him in the goat pit or beat him with the shovel. But I'm not going <laughs> to leave him At least give him a good kick like in the stomach when he's on the ground, you know? He yeah, something. shoot you in the hand. So, yeah, I mean, my, my uh, not being a big fan of little kids probably feeds into that being my favorite scene a little bit too but i think that's probably my favorite yeah it's a great scene i kind of knew it was going to happen just because in the very beginning of the movie when aunt helen was young like her husband ran into the kid ran into alex i think yeah um and the same thing happened um so that was cool. it might have been daniel but it was one of the kids and uh yeah my runner up to favorite scene is actually that kid getting punched in the face i just want to say so <laughs> When that happened, I literally raised my hands in the air and I was like, yes. <laughs> it was it was a great, I mean, yeah, it's, it's what everybody thought and wouldn't say out loud and then you see it happen. <laughs> Just like punch yeah. that motherfucker in the punch face. Punch that piece of little, little piece of shit. She did. Just punch him in the goddamn face. I love that he woke up with a black eye, too. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> what about you, Brando? My favorite scene was actually the end, the uh, the delay on the explosions. For just yeah, a moment, wait. they think it's all bullshit, and then yeah, that was that was an insane ending. And just, I, and I actually just didn't describe that happening. scene, Brando. Describe that scene for people who haven't, you know, in detail. What do you? I want to hear you describe. The well, I mean, we're jumping all around yeah, here, so we might as well, no, 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 that's fine. We might as well talk about the ending now, since it's your favorite scene. Well, let me. So well, to, and then my, I'd say my runner-up scene. Oh, okay. Is when Grace gets out of the uh, the goat pit and starts running across the yard, and then Charity sees her with, I think, a crossbow, acts real oh, confident. Yeah. Oh, I got you now, bitch! And then just misses wildly. <laughs> I I just thought that was pretty damn funny. I assumed for some reason at that part because wasn't she holding like a rifle type gun? She was holding something. It I, just didn't make a boom. I think she assumed it was going to be like a like a. <laughs> Like a gunshot, a rifle, and I like it shot like a tranquilizer dart or like a arrow or something. I don't know, but it went Minnesota Vikings wide left. <laughs> <laughs> Triple C, what about you? 
you know, my my favorite scene is uh, right at the end, but I can't I don't feel like I can talk about why until we're talking about what I think that movie was about. You know, if I had to take away what the what the director was trying to say. And I mean, again, I might be taking away too much from it. But, Fuck rich people. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, but the uh, the, the in there. The favorite scene is when he is telling her to put on her shoes and she's putting on the converse and she's still freaking out because she's realizing what the hell's going on and, you know, that life and death is at hand. And he sort of like leans back and in this really matter of fact way goes. I mean, you wanted to get married. Yeah, I was like, and, whoa. Yeah, I put that in my notes. What a fucking asshole. I was asshole. like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, that to me, and of course I'm sitting, for me, I was sitting right next to my wife. <laughs> and so her her reaction was like right there with <laughs> Grace's because I looked right at my yeah. wife and I was like, you wanted to get married. I was total. <laughs> it was so funny. And it was just a great, fun moment. From that moment, I think, uh, the reason it's my favorite scene is because I knew I was in like the leading up to that. I was enjoying it. There was some good, I was still figuring it out that scene. I knew I was in for a really good fun time because it was a almost, a, I mean, I guess it might be a perfect scene. I mean, it was funny. I immediately related to the characters. I, I mean, I was, I was in, I mean, I was a hundred percent. Well, and her terror is very moment. real in that scene too. Like, the, yes. it, it is funny, but she is doing a bang up job in that moment. Like, That's God what I'm damn. saying, right? Yeah. She's can I just say this frazzled, is the first time right? I've ever seen her act? Period. I, I don't think I've ever. No, I take that back. I've seen her in a other comedy horror movie called The Babysitter on Netflix, which wasn't bad, but yeah. but um, but uh, like sh- her acting is awesome and genuine and. Like I, I, I totally vibe with it. Like it, it seems so real. She's so great. I love her. But She's yeah, got go a very distinct scream as far as like a scream mm-hmm. queen. Oh yeah. Yes. Her yes. scream is guttural. Like, oh, it's great. Fucking she was from all the in. bowels. Yeah. I mean, if it, the, I mean, it, like I try, I describe that movie, the movie is kinetic because she, del- she gets you to that place with her. In that scene where she is literally trying, just struggling to keep it together. And and him, Alex, is just, he's calm. And he's trying to explain, you know, that's that's what made it so funny to me was she's this ball of chaotic energy and fear. And in that moment, he's like, well, you wanted to get married. You know, this, this is sort of like, it's kind of your fault. I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was, Victim I was blaming. It, man. That, that that would be my my favorite uh moment scene of the film my my overall scene is still the end with her and in the red and uh right right before the the sort of police enter the frame or the firemen enter the frame like right at that moment of her walking down sort of uh john bender breakfast club style almost you know it it was that that scene carried a lot of weight for me and i'll definitely talk about it if we're gonna go to a what did it what did i get from it but those two those two were awesome herman and i, I think break down laughter and snorting when everybody started going pop was just 
<laughs> Perfection. <laughs> I even called it out too right before. I didn't call it that they were going to explode. I actually didn't think that was going to happen at all. But I called out. Um, I was like, watch. It, it, it's all going to be bullshit, obviously. And like right when it started, like right when the first one blew up, I was like, they really went there with this. Like that's what they're doing. I was yeah. like, I was so blown away by it. But I, I loved it. Um, there was a moment where you thought, oh, so it's not, you're like you said, like, oh, it is all bullshit. It is the the supernatural element is gone. And you could even maybe make an argument for just a split second that maybe there was something horribly, uh, volatile in whatever they were poisoned with. Like if you really wanted to try and argue out the supernatural side of it, you say, well, maybe (laughs) something really went super wrong. But then there's that moment when you see Belial in the chair. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit! I love yeah. her reaction where she's like, she, she sees like the ghost flash, and I can't remember exactly what she says, but something on the lines is like, "Holy shit!" Like she's just like, "Oh yeah, it's real." Just, like, <laughs> like, but he nods. He gives yeah. her a little nod, yeah. like, "Good game, well played." Yeah, it was it was yeah. really good. Yeah, he gives her the pimp nod. He yeah, definite pimp nod. <laughs> yeah, um, I love when she's like, "Did you kill?" She goes, "Did you kill them?" And he goes, "No, they'll just shit weird for a week." I yeah, I googled it. I googled it. Shit weird for a week. Yeah, all that awesome. Uh, I think my favorite scene is when Stevens captures Grace, and Grace is in the back seat of the car. And this kind of hit with me, kind of like what you were saying, Triple C. Like I, I was drunk. I was well, yeah. I was already in before this, but uh, just this whole scene kind of like was what the movie and the whole thing was going for to me was just when uh, they were watching, like the whole family's huddled together watching him on camera, and like they're like, "Turn your music down! She's right fucking behind you! Turn your music down!" And and like he's just he's just going at it, and then like every time he hits him and like bangs his head against the steering wheel, like. It just cuts back to the family and they're all just like, ooh, and like reacting to like him getting hit. It was so like playful and so funny and like and it's so just, real, right? The human yeah. meta. It, it seems yeah. like it, it it's not it's I I don't want to say like some people would pull try to pull something like that off and it would come off kitschy. Or like right? cheesy. And or like, cheesy. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and this one totally felt like uh, like in the moments leading up to where she's kind of coming to and starts kicking him, it it really felt like that guy was like, finally, I'm yeah, yeah. map, I did something good, I am balling. And look, the My thing Christmas is, bonus. you've been there, right? You've all we've all kind of been at that moment where we're like, yeah, you turn up the music and you roll down your window and you're feeling alive. That's where that guy was. And and then the car and that that prop where they put yeah, him in yeah, and so they spin it around. That's 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 another reason. Yeah, like so that whole like I, I felt second that. everything you just said, and then yeah, just the shot was cool. I I'm a big fan of that whole like scene where it's like the car's flipping upside down and the glass is going through and it's all in slow motion. It's just shot really cool. And uh, honestly, like just the whole. I mean, I'll get into that later, but um, that's probably my favorite scene and. Um, if I had to say, so if we're just going to say the bitch of the movie, if we're all going to pick our bitch of the movie, I would have to say it's Stevens, the caretaker, just because <laughs> he he lets her go so many times. And like, he's, he's just so he's, I don't know. And then just that scene just kind of justified the whole thing that like, he was just, he was such a bitch. He couldn't, he couldn't 
he couldn't get it done and like he was just so over his head and he couldn't bring it home man and it was i don't know it was so good to me but uh yeah that's probably my favorite she's trying to escape how do you not put her in the trunk she's gonna die anyways who cares if she gets a little more banged up and also how did they how did they report the car stolen so quick they're like he he like literally gets knocked out, and then she takes the car, and then she calls the guy, which is a funny reaction. Uh, Justin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. the customer service represent. <laughs> Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I love Justin's like, Mel. Do you really have to Justin's use foul language? Vulgarity is not necessary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they're on star. Their version of on star in this movie. And she, oh, it, it uh, look. The thing is, is that every character is some. But it, there's a real piece of humanity. They're very flesh mm-hmm. and bone characters. Even the the moment of her getting to the road and the car slows down for a second and she's like, help me. And they're like, get out of the road, lady. And they take off. And her and question is everyone's look, question. Maybe that driver had just seen a lot of horror movies himself or herself and, you know, just... Look but that's what everybody would do is my point, right? Everybody knows they've they've seen somebody hitchhiking and we're like, nope, <laughs> kept driving. Um, yeah, so all great scenes, amazing. I love it all. The cast is great. Um, is there anything you guys want to touch on before we get into like our final thoughts and our percentage out of 100 rating? I want to ask you guys. What's that, Brendan? Biggest bitch is by far charity. Daniel's wife, Charity. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah why? I mean, I know why. But it was a massive piece why? of shit that was totally okay with what she got herself into, and in order just to you know stay alive and rich, she shot her husband in the neck. Bitch, bitch. What about you? Um, I, I guess there's different definitions of bitch of the fl- a bitch of the flick. Yeah, I'm going um, traditional with traditional definition. Going traditional, yeah. mine would be uh, crossbow guy. Like, <laughs> bitch, 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 don't be a bitch, yeah. bitch, don't be a bitch, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he's like psyching himself up in the bathroom. Yeah, oh, I mean, very, very comical, and I, I enjoyed the character and well written and stuff. Is and uh, but no, <laughs> you gotta go. What about you, Triple C? Uh, you know what? I, I have to say, uh, I, I have said about a lot of characters, I, I didn't realize this. 20 years ago but when when i get to a place where i really hate a character like i really hate the character that's a great actor mm-hmm. oh yeah you know I'm, and i and biggest bitch for me is alex okay played by mark o'brien mm-hmm. uh incredible acting and i'm telling you at the end what a sellout yeah what a sellout mm-hmm. when, i mean do this will you no fucking well, shit and, they I guess you sort of, I guess if I were smarter, maybe if I'd seen more horror movies, I would have seen that, uh, I guess, twist coming. But the fact that the end when he's realizing it's, uh, you know, maybe motivated by what his aunt said that he didn't see that he was the one that was supposed to lead kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I that's the biggest bitch to me. And man, I I was so angry at that guy, you know, so seeing him pop like a a water balloon just hit a needle was pretty great (laughs) yeah i would have to say um he was probably in my eyes the most traditional piece of shit in the movie yeah definitely (laughs) 
Definitely. Sold out. He was a sellout, man. I'm glad she got to chuck the ring back at him before he popped. Yeah, just one last thing. I want a divorce. Do you think that that was like, do you think that that was because of that? Like, you think if she wouldn't have flicked the ring, that he would have stayed alive? That crossed my mind, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe she owns the curse now? In this movie lore, you don't actually become part of the family until you're done playing the game, and well, she won the game. She wasn't a part of the family, so. Was... Well, she was married. Yeah. yeah. But she asked for a divorce, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and flame guy in the chair granted her one. Yeah. 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 On fire Captain Morgan made it happen. Plus, I got to imagine that she stands to inherit all that because she's not going to be in trouble because if the police are like, why are all these people dead? Why are it's, they on little bits? How do you explain that to the cops? That was the last note I have. Because there's plenty of pentagrams, there's plenty of devil worshiping shit that she can, you know, point to. There's the a bodies uh, in the goat a, pit. Man. Yeah, the, the goat pin. She's like, I fought my way through hell. Like, I, I'm good. You know, How she she's she's not involved though. Daniel and she just got married. Had their bodies <laughs> explode either because they were already dead. So that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, say that again. And plus, I mean, Becky, the mom, and Daniel, the brother, were already dead before bodies went pop. So, oh yeah, yeah, your bodies might actually still be there as evidence. Hmm, very interesting. And remember, they had taken the maids and stuff and thrown them in the goat. Pit. Yeah, yeah, she's in the yeah. clear. Which again, great magic trick when she when they pulled that maid's head up with the <laughs> the bolt through the mouth and it's a severed head you oh. th- think about this sentence man that severed head made me laugh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did in the moment it really did horror is a great genre folks yes horror is a great genre to be fair traffic right. did the talking severed head thing very well is also yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so here on ruminations of red room we have our official red room score of the movie um at the end of, I haven't even picked a you know a specific time frame, but we like to rank our movies. So, since you guys are guests, you guys get to now be included in the ranking system and um, help put this one on the list on the map, if you will. Um, so, final notes. We'll just kind of give our last thoughts on the movie and our out of a hundred percent score. Then we'll average it out and give our official red room score. Um, I'll go ahead and just start first. Uh, can I pose a premise? Like sure, a, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I would like to see what everybody thought the movie was saying. What do you think the state? If there was a statement that that movie was making, what is it? It could be a long description, but what did you take away from it? Or is it just a simple fun movie? To me, it was just a simple fun movie. Okay. I mean, I know like the undertones it was trying to trying to present. Uh, but I, I take a lot of things at face value. Um, that's, that's just my opinion on it. But, um, what did you guys think? Pretty much. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Triple C, you got something to say? Fun movie, not trying to make a point, but you know, kind of deep down in there, it was sort of one. You can suss that for yourself if you want. You got some triple C? Do we? Do you want us to give our scores right now, or are you going to come back to us around that later? So we'll just final thoughts and score. Yeah, we'll do f- 
final thoughts and score after what you propose. So, okay. if you have any thoughts on uh, what it meant to you. All right. So, I, I – um, and that last scene that I was referencing earlier, you know, at the end, she is walking out of a very expensive home that's burning, and she's covered in a white wedding dress stained in blood, ripped from the bottom up to be sort of a, a, a mid – calf level sort of ripped up shredded skirt and wearing her blood soaked converse which were i think leopard print and uh and right about to smoke a cigarette you know to me it was a cool way to represent the loss of innocence in a way and not just innocence in terms of like oh i'm i've seen death but more like about the the way that family was represented the wealth, the riches, power corrupting, money corrupting. And here's this person who doesn't have any of that, right? And is really worried about being seen as just pursuing that, right? And comes away from it uncorrupted. And all and it, all the way up to Alex, where you, you believe that love is going to overcome that for that person. And it makes us, to me, it was making that statement that, you know, and, and even that comment that he made about how many goats he had to sacrifice when he makes the statement, uh, I guess, when your family's doing it, anything can seem or feel normal. Yeah. And that that's what freaked him out, that it felt normal. I felt like that was a, a real statement about like class because they were really making a point of her being not the same. You know, they never said that she was poor. But they always refer to them as being rich, and rich people are just different. Well, that was another quote, you know, I, I, I kind of stuck to. And I mean, and, and then with the whole thing being about sacrifice and, and, you know, sacrifice to the devil, hail Satan, I felt like it was uh, you'd sell your soul to the devil for money, power, and riches, as represented by the, the sister or the married in that shot her husband in the neck, where she's like, I'm not going back. I'm not giving all this up. You have no idea where I came from. It was really cool to me because it felt like these are a bunch of people that I'm related to, like, you know, how they feel about those particular things and aspirations. And that's what I thought the comedy was, especially all of them represented that like the guy, uh, YouTubing about his crossbow and, uh, it's <laughs> packed with the devil real or bullshit. Like those are, all these are for me felt like it was a big statement about, you know, grace is this uh, grassroots sort of innocent person. And by the end, she comes out the only survivor. And, and that white, there's not one speck of white on that dress that's visible, not one little tiny spot at all. So yeah. that's, that's what I, that's what I took away from it. That's why that last scene sort of, you know, I was ready to throw roses and clap and yell bravo. Very well said. No, that's that's cool. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it really comes down to like just how that entire family was sin and you are going to go through temptations and you're going to have like everybody was tempted to be in that family for a reason. Everybody had their motivations. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, Grace, none of that mattered to her. And she was able to, I mean, triumph over this sin and not be corrupted even though she did do some pretty terrible things but 
um, at the end of the day, it just, yeah, no, I, well, and I you, stick that, you knew, so. like, I really felt like we were on that ride with her. My favorite, yeah. like another great moment was when she loads that elephant cannon with the prop bullet and, you know, pulls the trigger and nothing happens, of course, but it's, that's the moment where you realize she's ready to, that she's ready to kill for, for just to make it through and survive. And I, I don't, I really, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. If I, if I had to give it a percentage rating, I'm going to say, oh, actually, actually, you know what? No, no. actually just I'm go ahead. Don't let me change it. I'm a big mouth. Go on. With no, no. No, no, because that's actually a good spot to kind of transition into your reading. I mean, interject there about a very similar topic. I I thought a missed item of comic relief would have been her actually getting a shot off on that goddamn elephant rifle just to see how poorly it would have went for her. She she would have knocked (laughs) herself into the countertop. I absolutely thought the same thing. She would have gotten thrown across the room. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. I just, I, I just, you know, she she misses the butler wildly, gets tossed her against dead needle ender moment. Is that yeah. what you wanted? Her, her three amigos moment. Exactly. <laughs> so triple C, what, what is your rating? Put that cartridge, and it's like, oh wow, that's something you use to murder an F one fifty, not a person. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's a, it's an elephant cannon. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Percentage for me, I. Uh, I'm going to give it a 91 and I'm only, I am going to give it a 91, but it, look, I enjoyed it. I just got a lot of pleasure for me. It was an a, a minus. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Brando final thoughts and rating. Uh, I think it could have been better marketed, but um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I finally got around to watching it and had a reason to watch it. I, I just had an incredible amount of fun with that movie. I really, really enjoyed almost every aspect of it. Um, I'm going to give it a 90%. 92 in the 90s. All right. These guys dropping the 90s. Dropping like it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Uh, I think this movie was trying to say something simple, which, Triple C, I'm sorry, I have to uh, disagree with you. have to uh, counter your uh, statement about the cons. They were actually just yellow, just yellow chucks. Um, I'll co-sign that but, there, yellow. <laughs> I guess it was I think the blood that made him look leopard print. The the message here is winners wear chucks, and you, uh, you, I, I think you, that <laughs> I think that that's something you can take to the agree. bank. They absolutely could market that. I think they need to maybe look into it because there's money to be made. Um, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to pull the 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 final rating down a little bit. But I want you to understand that I loved this movie. I thought it was a blast. Maybe love might be too strong then. I, I, it was, it's great. I bought it. I watched it. I watched it again. Um, it will probably become a part of my regular uh, rotation. But I'm going to have to go with my gut. As much as I like this movie and as much as uh, Harley Quinn's perform, I'm sorry, uh, Samara Weaving, her performance. <laughs> in the- it, was, it was just everything I would want. Uh, for what it is, and I'm gonna give it an 83. 83. 83%. It's it's not something I'm gonna get tattooed on my body. I wouldn't get a shirt of it necessarily, but I can highly recommend it. Give it full stamp of approval. Uh, but that's that's still just an 83. I don't like the A minus. Uh, Charlie dropped because now that makes me feel like it's not an A because it's an A, but it's an 83%. Does that make sense? No. Okay. 
I just liked it more highlier <laughs> to use the King's English. Oh no, my. but I, I will, I will say, you know, the thing about the Chucks is I, I think that that's a, a cinema trope that I love. It's always the rebel and the hero and, you know, the guy that you're supposed to root for in a way it's the mm-hmm. red Cape in a way in mm-hmm. a lot of movies. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have a collection of Chucks. I love, I love the whole messaging there. I had a good feeling about this movie. Um, I So I never saw it when it came out. It was always on my radar, but for some reason, I never watched it. I don't know why, um, but it's one that always escaped me, and I was always interested in coming back to it. And uh, so I bought it prior to even watching it, just because I wanted to buy it for the podcast, and it's a horror movie, and I just, I've heard good things, and I just had a good feeling that it was going to it's going to be good and entertaining. I don't do that. I don't buy the movie. I'm going to do a cast on for every episode, but I just had a good feeling about this one. So I bought it. Um, that being said, I'm glad I bought it. I'm glad it's in my collection. I'm glad it's on my bookshelf along, you know, the invisible man's and Dawn of the deads and all those other movies. I think it has a place. I think that for the pedigree of the directors that they, that they have coming from such low budget films and, jumping to this as like their first i would say i would say big you know big budget film i thought it was awesome i thought it was executed well i'm excited for their screen movie because screen is really important to me and i think these guys have that vibe down i think the blend of horror and and comedy in this was awesome it wasn't like hit you over the head with it it was very it was it was done in a way that was it was clever and it was cool i enjoyed it um I do think I, I didn't love it, but I do like it a lot. And I kind of I kind of mirror Mitch's stance on it a little bit. And it's crazy how close we are in rating because I I actually give it an eighty two percent. Um, I thought it was. I don't consider low eighties a B minus. I know that's the structure of you know the comedy. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm with you. But I eighty to eighty nine is a B to me, and I think it's a B movie. And um. I think the key takeaway things from this movie, I mean, there were some great shots and all that kind of stuff. The cinematography is cool. I just, I really like the way they played with the audience. I love the dynamics between the characters and the relationships, and they felt all so real. And I think that's what I like most about the movie. It's not even the horror elements. It's the relationships between the characters that that made this movie for me. And the horror topping was just an extra. It was just the cherry on top. So I would give it an 82%. Um, that I feel said, like I should defend my ninety-one now. No, no I don't. You've no, no. You've you it. Own it. Yeah, own it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So that don't being be a bitch, said, bitch. Own it. <laughs> own it. <laughs> I'm trying to get to know my crossbow. So um, I'm not going to put in the point fives and all that kind of bullshit. We're just going to do yeah. the rating it was. And this movie gets a ruminations of Red Room rating of 86%. Yeah. I think that's a good fair score. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I think it's a fair score as well. I think yeah. that's a I think that's a good fair number, honestly. You, um, you know, you said something about Scream, and I wanted to say Scream is one of those movies that when it comes on, I'll I'll rewatch it. Like even if I catch it at any point, I'll rewatch it. It's fun. It always is a just fun to watch. Uh, 
I feel like this is that same kind of thing. It delivered an experience and part of part of what I was so impressed with was that I I had a lot of fun watching it. I will watch it again. Hopefully this whole COVID situation is figured out by the time Scream comes out because then we can all go together to see it. That would be dope. That would be dope. But um, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. Are there any Kyles with a C? We don't talk about them. Okay. We have Mitch. Thank you, thank you. Brandon. Hail Satan. Hail Satan, indeed. And Triple C. Hi, and hail me. Hail him. (laughs) Stay spooky, folks. Man, you know what I could really go for right now? A break. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm really excited. I gotta go. I gotta go pick. <laughs> oh, okay.